For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Paige Demacos, Jake Arians, Jamie Eisner, and we are doing our running back ranking show today. That's what we will be going through. We'll hit wide receivers later this week, tight ends, defense, and special teams. But today we're focusing on what I consider to be the most important position to knock out of the park in your draft, which is the running back position. But before we get into that, we have to discuss what is absolutely disgusting, okay? I wish that I had never, ever seen this photo. I wish I could block it from my timeline. It's been, it's been up there way too many times. I can't, I can't escape it. It reminds me of Shaq. And in, what I am talking about is Antonio Brown posted a photo of his feet. His funky feet. His funky feet. And funky is a nice word. Yeah, it's been very nice. It's, it's disgusting. Jake, Jake looked at me before this podcast started and said, you get pedicures. What would happen if that guy walked in to get a pedicure? There's a better than 50% chance that the person that's sitting there would say, yeah, no, no, I'm not helping you because it's so disgusting. We're full, thanks. Yeah. And this isn't a podcast where we're just going to talk about nasty feet, right? This is, I hope this, not. This, yeah. This matters because... This is a guy making $18 million with his feet. Yes. And it matters because he's already missed practice. Okay. The Oakland Raiders have come out. John Gruden has come out and said, we're disappointed Use that he's not in practice. This issue lingered last year at the beginning of Steelers training camp. Same thing happening here in Oakland. Not a great if you're a fantasy owner because we're not... The, his feet look like he might have some type of infection or something. And that is not good. And it... Doesn't look great for his overall outcome. So it's just a storyline to kind of pay attention to as we go along throughout this process because, yeah, it may not be a big deal now on August 5th, but if he doesn't practice, we never see him in a game at all. He's, I mean, what's your concern level, guys? It's starting to get there. It's August 5th. You're talking about a pro. But you're talking about a guy with a brand-new quarterback, a new team, a new offense. By all accounts, not the brightest guy in the world and probably needs some reps to learn that offense yeah. and definitely needs some chemistry with Carr. Gruden wants to see him out there. Mayock definitely wants to see him out there. That was his job that went and made the trade, right? Uh, it could clear up. It's a, It looks like skin if it's IV antibiotics, whatever it is. They're trying to keep it quiet. But you make a living with your feet. He's a speed guy. He gets off the line of scrimmage and gets off press man better than anybody because of those quick feet. And I said last week on the show, I think he's a step slower. I thought he was a step slower last year. So if his feet aren't moving as fast or there's pain there, it's okay right now, but my concern level is getting higher by the day. Yeah, it's one of those things where the concern level is higher because he's on a new team than it would be if everything didn't happen last year and he was still in the Steelers. And you're like, well, he knows the offense. He knows Big Ben. He doesn't need, yeah, there's he doesn't need to play a snap in the preseason for those guys to be, to be a, together. This one concerns me a little bit. And with a lot of these injuries right now, you're seeing like a, this isn't a soft tissue injury per se, but there are a lot of soft tissue injuries right now. Pulled hamstrings, pulled strained quads, all the stuff you're kind of seeing out there with like Tyreek Hill and, and others. It's not a huge deal yet, but it is something to keep an eye on, especially where AB is going going in drafts right now. He's still a top 10 wide receiver either way, but 
I understand if you're going to drop him a couple spots and say, I mean, I, he's already hurt. How long is it going to take him to adjust to his offense? It's not as good of an offense anymore. Still a top 10 guy, but I think the overall discussion we've had about him is that he does have that I could be the number one, number two overall upside guy, and maybe that's where that doesn't I'm exist anymore. I'm not sure he can in Oakland. Yeah. No, we, we all dropped him 8, 9, 10 yeah. Yeah, from the number one yeah. or two guy for perennially the last yeah, five or Yeah, but that's a lot of people are still like, well, he's here, but he could end up here, and I'm not in that conversation. I, do, I don't think he can compete with Michael Thomas and Newt Hopkins. Not in that offense. Not Julio, no. No. no, especially if And I don't think he's the same guy. No. I didn't think last year you brought up that he was a step slower. It 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 was pretty obvious. And it if he's got an issue with his feet that's gonna continue to linger throughout the season, that could be an issue. Uh, obviously we will start paying attention to that because hard knock starts tomorrow night, I believe. Yes. Oh, well, you know it's gonna be Oh, it's, it's going to be everywhere great. Everywhere the way they Although, it's going to be great. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're going to see Antonio Brown's feet in like 4K, so that part's not going to be great. No, gonna, not gonna, yeah, yeah, that's going to be awful, and I'm definitely going to close my eyes. Uh, Dante Foreman was was waived yes. by the Houston Texans, and the reason we're bringing that up is because what was the name of the backup behind Lamar Miller? I literally, Buddy I, I literally had not heard of the, this human being before. And, and I'm not just trying to be funny. No, like, we're not I, trying to No, Jamie does his rankings to like 800. I so love backups. He hasn't yeah. heard of that. I love backups. Uh, it's let me see here. It is. I know. Lo- I need some like looking up depth charts on the. On yeah, the- it's not great. somebody named Buddy Howell. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That that even throws me for. That's Buddy what I'm Howell. saying. Like, so here, I don't know who that is. Here, here are the other back- running name. backs: Buddy Howell, Josh Ferguson, Taiwan Jones, Karan Higdon, Demarie Crockett. I can't place any of those guys. No. Karan Higdon was fun in Michigan, but like whatever. Yeah. No, that is a rarity. So the, but reason, like, the reason that we're bringing this up, other than obviously, this, remember when I said I wasn't sure if Foreman was good or yes. not a couple episodes ago? That's, I I think. Well, Jamie I mean, I, I'm guessing a lot of times he's a big guy. A lot of times yeah. those guys come in too heavy in camp, and yeah. they don't look very good, and they try to like play themselves down ten pounds. Coming off the injury, yeah, I just think, I'm, I'm guessing here. I don't know any of that, but that's a lot of times those big guys will come in like that. The reason we bring this up, other than to tell you that obviously don't draft him as of right now. Uh, is because there is a lot of recent reports, there's three or four that I read this morning, that link Melvin. The reason that this makes sense is we're not going to just float teams out there without doing some research. They have the cap space. Jamie, break down the Lamar Miller situation because that also plays into this Huge. when it makes sense for this team to I was go shocked out to and hear this number too. a running back that will be there for a while with their young quarterback. Yeah, so right now they're only on the hook for one more year for Lamar Miller's contract. It's at a $7.2 million cap hit. Of which 6.2 they could get out of if they decide they want to cut him, which I don't think they would. I think they would keep both backs. They have 40 million in cap space coming into this season, and again, you why not keep them both? Damian Williams got five million, right? Yeah. He's now the starter. But I went back through it. Five, six million is really good RB two or the guy with a role. Lamar Miller will still have a role. Yes. But if you have that much cap space, it doesn't really matter. Now a million in dead money is not that big of a deal either. Or you make him as part of the trade. Yeah, I mean, that could be a possibility. Or, again, you make this trade for Melvin Gordon because you think you're competing for a Super Bowl. Keep them both. Guys get hurt. Especially for this season, and then you move forward without Lamar Miller going into next season, and you sign Melvin Gordon long-term with that guy, with your young quarterback, and all of a sudden, that offense, if you learn how to draft good offensive linemen, becomes No, keep taking kids from Alabama State in the first round. Yeah, that... Well, that's that's on you, but I think that the, this is an important point to bring up because a lot of teams, you'll see Melvin Gordon get linked to a ton of teams, and I'll go read the article, and I'll get into this, and I'll go check the salary cap, and I'll go, 
They can't sign him. They're not going to bring like, him like in. Tampa, it doesn't make any Tampa sense. Tampa makes no sense because you keep hearing people Tampa's asking me. Tampa's fun, but it like, can't happen. Yeah, no, they have no cap space. No, like, it's, 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 I tell you all the time in the offseason, people, pay attention to the cap if you like football. Yes. Don't tell me you want this player and that player. Pay attention to your team's cap and see if it's possible. Cap? This is possible. Here's a better question. If it doesn't happen, how far up do we move Lamar Miller? So we were talking about when we went over through the Texans, yeah. there was like a timeshare yeah. kind of thing, and Foreman might steal some goal-line like carries. I a lot. I do, too. He's solid. I don't think they're going to run it a ton, but if he's their only option. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I still have him at 29. I'd probably keep him there. Just I mean, because they I, trade I've for Duke high. Johnson? Potentially. Maybe now he's another one of those guys. I, I think that's, that's the most, most likely scenario is they do that. Again, there's a thousand backs in Buffalo that all can't be there. There's too many backs in Baltimore that can't. Like, I, I know Kenneth Dixon isn't a sexy name that excites anybody, but Lamar Miller and Kenneth, Kenneth Dixon can get the job done there, as yeah. could yeah. Duke Johnson, as could LaShawn McCoy. Obviously, Melvin Gordon is a game changer, but all those backs can get the job done. It's important to note, though, like, they cannot go into the season with Lamar Miller and that group of running backs. I don't just, think so. That doesn't no, mean, not with an aging running back. Lamar no, it, because Lamar Miller aging and also injury history and no proven guy at RB2, I mean, that's that doesn't seem very likely. So if it's not Melvin Gordon, maybe it's a Duke Johnson or it's one of these guys that in Buffalo, they've got 12 running backs, one of them gets cut and they move on and he goes to Houston. But I think it's it's an important situation to pay attention to. Uh, for obvious reasons, and the Melvin Gordon situation just continues to unfold in front of us. We'll keep everyone updated on that. Uh, We are going to go through the running backs from fantasypros.com. We did this with our quarterbacks. It's the average draft position, the ADP as of right now. I will tell you where Fantasy Pros has it, and then we will tell you where we have them ranked. Number one overall, and I think we'll all be in agreement here, is Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I mean, there are arguments to be made for a couple of the guys behind him, but the thing is, Saquon Barkley's in camp right now, and Ezekiel Elliott is not. Uh, like I said in my in my latest article that you see on thedraftnetwork.com, I understand if you want to take Kamara number one. I get it. There's concern about running backs in bad offenses. I mean, running backs do not finish among the top ten in bottom ten offenses in fantasy. It almost never happens, and the Giants are going to be that bad of an offense. But with the information, again, if you're drafting today – I don't think Zeke's going to miss time, but I understand if you have the number one overall pick, you don't want to even take that chance. Uh, Saquon Barkley is going to be a stud. I think he's got all the talent in the world. I just worry about how much that offense being horrific, especially maybe in the second half of the year, how much that holds him down. If Ezekiel Elliott was signed right now, if everyone was at training camp, I and I had the number one overall pick, I would be taking Even Ezekiel if he's holding out but did it in a different way, yes. yeah, I think I'd probably do it. Yeah. You don't not show up and not tell Jerry you're throwing the nose ring. Yep. It's the old cowboy that don't ever lose pissing contests. Yeah. And sure. I guarantee you they do run one. I know the offense sucks, but you go back to fantasy, you suck. You're still trying to come back. And I love Kamara too, also too, but I, I just don't know if he's going to be the same guy with – how that help? I, yeah. I know, I know they they've kind of got it, but he's though he, he, he he's two fourteen. They say he just looks slight. Yeah, he is. I don't know no, that he's, he's a small. He's a small. His guy, role needs sure. to be the same, and he puts up those numbers. He's I the think, number. He's yeah. number two in fantasy pros right now in his ADP. I have him four overall behind Zeke and Christian McCaffrey. I've got um, him three, but I yeah, three as well. Yeah. I, I listen. I think we all like all of these guys. This is the, the there's top, a clear top four. The there's top four yeah, is there's just, a clear there's a clear top four. Um, 
but I think for me, my concern with Alvin Kamara is that he is a, a, a bit slighter. Um, I liked the, the dynamic between him and Mark Ingram. I kind of knew what I could expect from that. Yeah. Um, whereas I don't know what I'm going to see so so much yet with that Saints offense. Uh, I assume it will be the same. I think Latavius Murray is going to step right into Mark Ingram's role and give you 90% of what Mark Ingram gave you. I really do. If you don't believe that, I understand. Yeah. Like the, I, 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 I and I get being concerned. Yeah. I'm not. I think, I that, I think that he's, he's going to be there week one. I think he's going to come in in shape, although there were photos not too long of him being out of shape. And now he's in Cabo doing yeah. his thing. Although I never know those photos. We see that like with celebrities where they get these like weird angles of people sure. that are like are yeah. awesome shape, but they got some weird angle on the like boat. Right? You look good at 8 o'clock in the morning when you wake up and go, damn. And then by noon you went, what the hell happened? <laughs> It happens with those guys, too. I promise. I mean, look, Zeke's putting up big-time numbers. I mean, you could take – and we're talking about running backs. We're also talking about the top five probably of anybody's yeah. draft, right? So, yeah, Barkley, Elliott, Kamara for me. And then it starts kind of getting interesting. Number three on the ADP here is Christian McCaffrey. I also have Christian McCaffrey as my number three overall running back. Guys, where you have he's, he's number four for me. I'm not worried about regression here. And, and I think the difference was is I came on the show last year and I said I think he catches 100 balls. Mm-hmm. I know people were shocked by the number he caught. I wasn't. And so everyone is automatically saying, oh, well, there's no way he could ever catch that many balls again. I disagree. It's interesting to hear because I've heard – Every narrative about Cam Newton when it comes to Christian McCaffrey's value, McCaffrey, and, and people kind of have to decide which narrative they want to believe. There's more risk, I think, with him than the other guys in the top three. Again, assuming Zeke comes back and plays week one, uh, there's more risk for him because I think that all, if Will Greer ends up playing nine or ten games, I do think that ends up hurting him. But I don't think if, – if Cam Newton is healthy, I know everyone's like, well, they just checked down last year. He's still going to check down McCaffrey plenty whether that shoulder's perfectly healthy or not, which, by the way, it's not going to be perfectly That's the healthy. point, though, that I've heard him say. is like, yeah, my regression, my maturity is taking the check down when it's there. No, your shoulder injury did that. Yeah. I think if Cam plays, his value is as high or higher than last year. I've got yeah. him at four as well. My only question is, with the Will Greer thing, I think it absolutely diminishes his value because he's not a hand 9-10, and they don't have a lot of other weapons. But Will Greer's a traditional in-the-pocket kind of guy. He's completely going to play yeah. Yeah. until he – can't. Yeah. But I don't know how healthy he is, so I think you're going to see a ton of checkdowns. Number four in the ADPs is Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, we've already talked about Zeke a little bit, but the, the the reality is this is a reflection of the fact that he's not at camp right now. Yeah, before the news of his holdout, it was him and Barkley were tr- alternating that number yeah. one spot. So, I, again, that's just the reflection of how we're – again, everybody is so gun-shy because of what happened to Le'Veon Bell last year, and I understand why. Because if, if you took Le'Veon Bell with the number – Two pick last year, yeah, you didn't win your fantasy league, sure. and you're, you're scarred for life from it. I get it. But those are extremely rare cases. Yeah, and the reality is if you're sitting at four, and now because of this news, comfortable about it because if in two weeks he's signed and everything's fine, he's not going to be there. So that's this good. isn't a new offense thing. It's not yeah, there's no, no need. All right, number five overall in the fantasy pro. I almost moved him up uh, per our discussion before this podcast, but – Listen, I we know what to expect from Le'Veon Bell most of the time. We know that this offense is going to need to run the football a lot. We know he's going to get a majority of the carries. Um, I don't think we're ever going to see him be the guy he was in Pittsburgh again, but that's why I have him there and not I have him number six and not number one overall, which is where he usually went in years prior. Yeah, I have him number six for me as well, although I might move him down slightly. I, I'm worried about that offense. Like, I, I – they're just – they're so – and this is, again, this is where you start to talk about how crazy the back end of RB1 yeah. is right now with all of the uh, all of the just things we don't know. 
That offense is, is not going to be great for him. Adam Gase's offense is slow. They're going to take a lot of plays away from him. So if you're thinking he's going to maybe have 10 fewer plays per game than what he had in Pittsburgh, which is concerning when you're talking about just you need to accumulate stats. He hasn't played football in more than a calendar year. What injuries are we talking about? What hamstring pulls are we dealing with? He also has a long suspension history. That's always something you have to consider as a possibility when you take a guy like Le'Veon Bell. There's just so many concerns for me. I do think there's there's some there's significant upside here because Sam Darnold's going to need a check down guy, especially with Chris Herndon out for the first four weeks of the year for being suspended. But I just there's a lot of risk here for me. I highly doubt I'm going to own Le'Veon Bell on any teams. He's going to go in the first round, but I'm just not going to be the one. I've got him at six as well. And my concern is from a football perspective, his running style takes a while to get used to it from an offensive line. It takes a while from a quarterback. That little delay step away, it's going to take a while for people to get used to that. And for him to get used to what that offensive line is doing, I think there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve when they're actually playing real games that he's going to have a slow start. Now, he might catch it better, but actually yeah. running it, which is what they want to do with him, I think there's going to be a, like Saquon. They're not going to be winning a ton of games. I think they're going to be throwing it in the fourth quarter, and he's going to be in there. And he's a, he's a three-down guy. So it's David Johnson. I have David Johnson number five. I, I am anticipating a big bounce. It's funny because this tier one I feel pretty comfortable with. Everybody else that we're going to talk about in Tier 2, talk myself out of David Johnson, but I have him at 5. The ADP has him at 6. I'm at 5 as well. I'm 10 plays a game to him versus what he has before, what he had last year under Steve Wilkes. Look, he's not that far removed from being the number one, number two back in fantasy. I think he has that upside still in an offense that's going to run that many plays. But there is some risk there. He has a he has an injury history. It's a new offense. We're assuming we know how this offense is going to go and that it's going to work and be exciting, even if it's not a good team. That might not be the case. So there are still a lot of question marks here when it comes to David Johnson. But I have him at five as well. I've dropped him to seven. I, I got concerns. I like the potential of the bounce back. But if you go back and study this offense, they could throw it 70 times and run it 10. If they're down early... I don't think you're going to see a coach with a commitment to the run that's never coached in the NFL before. I think they might try it early, but this defense isn't going to be very good. I think they're going to be down early in a lot of games. And I think you're going to end up seeing Kyler Murray sling it 45, 50 times a game. Those are going to be check downs with a rookie quarterback. Like there's yeah. just, from a football perspective, there's concerns for me here of him bouncing. Overall, running behind that offensive line is a big concern. It's okay if the offensive line is pretty good right now if they're healthy, but they haven't stayed healthy in four years now. Yeah. And so that's that's a, a big concern too, and, if they, and you have problem. to have a commitment to the run to do it. It's got to be in the first mm-hmm. half, and you got to be close to continue to do it. Or I think they're going to easily just shift and go away from it. It could, like I said, I could talk myself out of nearly any of these guys in what I would consider mm-hmm. tier two, tier three. Uh, number seven overall, James Conner. I also have James Conner as my seventh overall running back. Jamie, Jake, where do you guys have him? I'm at number eight for me. Um, I, I think his upside is limited, but he's a pretty safe option. You know, I, I think he's going to stay healthy. I think 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns on the ground is very easily. Uh, easy goals for him to attain. He can probably be around that 50 catch mark. I, I think he's a safe option there. I don't see him as a finish. I mean, I'd be barring an injury. I mean, I imagine I he's going to finish there. as a low-end RB1. Yeah. I've got him early will be limited. They like their other guys. They really like the kid from Kentucky, Benny Snell. They love Sam in the second half, but a lot early in these first three or four games. I think his his overall touches are going to be down because they want to extend him through the season. They love this underdog role. They think they're going to make the playoffs, and they want to have him healthy by then. I think all of that drops him a little bit. Okay, number eight overall, Todd Gurley. Uh, I have Todd Gurley at number 10 overall in my rankings. 
Uh, of all the guys we talked about, Todd Gurley, in my opinion, to me, is the one I would be most concerned about uh, because of his injury, because of how things were handled at the end of last season. Um, I just I don't feel comfortable with Todd Gurley. I will not be drafted. You know him. when you play through injuries? In the playoffs in the Super Bowl. And he did. you know who couldn't? Not didn't. He couldn't. Yeah, that is really concerning. And it was quiet, and it was weird, and you haven't heard much in the offseason, and there's a lot of risk here. Yeah. I, and another team that thinks they're going to be really good, and they know they need to have him, so they know they have to spell him somehow. I think his volume is going to be down as well. Yeah, so he's number I've eight. got him at nine. Yeah, I have him at ten. I think he's still a top ten running back. I'd rather have Connor. Yeah, I would rather have Connor because I think it's a safer bet. Jamie? All right, so this one, he is 10 in my rankings, but I'm going to move him up. I'm going to, I'm going to, this is a little bit of hot take. I'm going to move him up to six. Okay. I'm, yes, obviously I'm concerned about the injury history. But, again, his production has been so great that you could take a third of it away, just chop a third of it off, he's still a top five running back. I think he's, I think them limiting his touches early will actually be a benefit to him. Him not playing as many third downs will be a benefit to him. I still think they're going to use him in the red zone. He's still going to be very productive when he's out there. Look, it's it's obviously a risk there, but I think there is just as much there with Melvin Gordon, even even if he came back from camp. I mean, there's a lot of risk for a lot of these guys. When Tom Gurley take away, like I said, a third of his production over the last two years, he's still a top five running back in fantasy. So you fifty percent as productive as he was the last two years, he's still somebody that you should be okay with as your RB one, and understand that it's risky. Yeah. Understand that I'm drafting my top wide receivers before I draft any of these guys we just talked about. Yeah. But if I'm sitting in the back half of the first round, if I'm sitting at pick ten or pick eleven, yeah, a good give me Todd Gurley and Melvin Gordon, and I'm just going to take my chance that those, that Gurley stays relatively healthy mm-hmm. on two thirds the touches that he's been getting the last two years, and Melvin Gordon comes into camp somewhere, and then I win my lead. Yeah. No, it's uh, fair point. Fair point. But it's uh, risky. Very always risky. Uh, number nine overall in the fantasy pros rankings, Melvin Gordon. I have Melvin Gordon number eleven. Mostly to do with the fact that he, we don't know where he's playing football, and that is a huge gamble because depending on where he goes from an offensive perspective, you have to take that into account. If he goes to a new offense, he has to learn, he has to get chemistry with that team. Who is he splitting carries with? I mean, all of that stuff matters. And so he would be much higher in my rankings if he was staying with the Chargers and he was at camp right now, and I knew that. Well, he'd be pick five. Yeah, yeah, 100%. If that's the case. I still think he's an RB1 no matter where he goes. It's I just the difference between is he the number five running back or the number 12 running back. But I have an 11 for me as well. I get the, the only thing worse than confusion is injury when it comes to draft time and trying to figure out where these guys are going to be. I get saying, hey, look, I'm just going to let somebody else take the risk on Melvin Gordon. I'm just going to draft one of the, you know, I'm going to draft Odo Beckham or Tyreek Hill or, you know, somebody else here that you're like, well, just a little bit safer to me if you, in the beginning of the second round. But I've taken him and I'll take my chances. Even if he misses two games, like I'm going to take my chances because he's proven that he can be a top five running back when he's on the field the last two years. I've got him at eight. I don't care if he's playing in Indy. I don't care if he's playing in Houston. Doesn't look like he's going to be playing in L.A. But as long as he doesn't go somewhere that's just weird. Yeah. I have no problem taking him that high. Taking right. him at eight. Uh, number 10 overall, Joe Mixon. I have Joe Mixon a little a couple spots higher. I have Joe Mixon as my eight overall running back. Um, I've owned Joe Mixon the last two seasons, and I've been uh, very, very happy with his production. I think when he plays, he's explosive, and I think this offense is going to be better um, than people expect them to be. 
Uh, I've seen them projected to be a bottom five offense, and I just don't think that's going to happen. So I, I like Joe Mixon a lot, and I think he's a safe bet because he's a tough dude, and he'll play through pretty much everything. He got better after being hurt last I year. I know. Like, that was – it was it, like, he, he's a great player. He's going to be – he's my number seven running back. The concerns here are that offensive line is bad and hurt. Yes. Not a great combination. Giovanni Bernard is going to be annoying to you because he's going to be in on a lot of third downs. I, I, Joe Mixon catch the ball – but there's this infatuation with Giovanni Bernard that seems to have, at least if you read what they're saying, has carried over into this, admi- this new administration. Yeah. And again, Giovanni Bernard's a fine player, but he's not Joe Mixon. So there are some concerns there. Obviously, A.J. Green's out, but like you kind of have to budget that A.J. Green's going to miss three or four games a year. It just depends on where, where they happen. Yeah. So just because it happens at the beginning of the year doesn't mean it's any better or worse than at the middle of the year. And he's had success when A.J. Green's been out, so I'm not worried about them stacking the box against Joe Mixon. It's nothing he hasn't seen before. I do think the offense is slightly improved. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of him taking him there. Like He's somebody that I'm perfectly okay with taking at that back part of the first round. Absolutely. I got him at 10. Love the player. A.J. Green being out I think hurts because I think it can change how they play them. Uh, I think the offense line not being very good and being all the risk we're talking about. He's less risky than a lot of these guys. I'm getting more excited as this goes because I got a hot number. Number 11, Dalvin Cook. Who I know, uh, I'm just going to let Jake take the floor. because Number five running back. He's coming off the ACL a year ago, which was early. You go back to Florida's in football, three down back, catches it great. And Dave Filippo got fired last year because he wouldn't run the ball. Mike Zimmer wants to run the ball. Last time I checked, Mike Zimmer was the head coach. They're going to run it. They're going to throw it to Cook. And they're going to play action to these awesome receivers and tight ends that they have. It's going to take pressure off of Kirk Cousins. I think he has a monster year. I think he's right behind McCaffrey in the numbers at the end of the year. Oh, that, that's bold. I mean, I like Dalvin Cook too, but not that high. I'm at number nine. Um, I obviously, there's still some injury risk there. Uh, I want to see him play a full season and be give us top five production, which he could. That's somebody I, I do like in that spot, but I'm not going to reach for him. Yeah, I have him as my number nine, so a couple spots higher than his ADP. But definitely, that's our first hot take. That's, that's I'd take him ahead of Adams and maybe not Michael Thomas when you're talking about the receivers. Okay. If you're picking okay, so like you're picking seven or eight in the draft, seven, yeah, I'm. All over it. Coming in at number 12 overall, Cleveland's Nick Chubb. Uh, I also have Nick Chubb. First, RB1s is that 12 spot in most leagues. Yes, but I actually have them that 12. My concern here is how much they're going to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. That if they keep Duke Johnson, they're going. he's going to have some passing on that offense. Kareem Hunt's coming back, and I, and I don't mean that as he's not stealing Nick Chubb's job. But if he steals eight touches a game... That's going to affect his fantasy value. All of a sudden, Nick Chubb becomes an elite RB2 and not an RB1 if Kareem Hunt is getting eight touches a game. And in the most important part of the fantasy Exactly. Season. So th- that's that's the reason I'd be a little concerned. When he plays, he's awesome. I think he's going to have a big role. But the threat of him losing some touches later in the year, which is, by the way, great for the Browns, yes. but not good for fantasy. Yeah, I agree 100%. I've got him at 12. He fits right there. He's going to be awesome for you for the first mm-hmm. eight weeks. Yeah. Especially if that defense is playing good. Terrible part of the fantasy season. And the, and the fact that Kareem Hunt is, off the field stuff aside, is a fantastic game. Jamie said it. Yeah. He only takes away. Even eight to ten touches. Yeah, that's not that much, but it impacts. Fourth quarter, maybe they're down that their Kareem Hunt drives. Yes. And that's what would scare me. With, fresh, with fresh legs. Yes. Keep it. 13 overall, Damian Williams. I also have Damian Williams coming in as my 13th overall running back. Uh, taking over, obviously, the role in Kansas City as Kareem Hunt is no longer there. I want to put him higher, but I can't until I see how he holds up over a full season. Yep. Because there's Total there's agreement. there's an equal amount of chance that he plays 16 games and is fairly successful as a low-end RB1 through all those games. There's also a chance that we get to Thanksgiving and all of a sudden he's burned out. And he's now averaging two and a half yards of carry and we're all trying to figure out 
we, you know, we're talking about who, which running backs the Chiefs can trade for for the playoff run because I don't think Carlos Hyde is going to be the answer there or there's a timeshare. So that's my only concern is can he hold up over the course of a full season? When he is in and healthy, he's going to flirt with RB num- RB1 numbers every single week because that, that running back position in Andy Reid's offense in Kansas City is a fantasy point machine. Yes. And it has been. I could probably year. average two points a week in that <laughs> role. I w- uh, Jake. I've got him at 17. Ooh, okay. He's 100% PPR for to put up numbers, but they weren't him. you got to go back to McCoy to be that good, and Kareem Hunt is special. He's a three-down guy I talk about all the time. I don't know that Damian Williams is. He flashes at times. He's got to prove it to me. I've got him way down at 17. Interesting. I mean, not way down. Four, but, yeah, guys, yeah. but i got four or five guys I like a lot better than that. All right. The number 14 overall running back is Leonard Fournette. Uh, Jake, I'm going to let you talk about Leonard Fournette first. I've already had my rant, so I'm just going to go right into it. I got him at 13. I'm still on board. If I can get him in the second round, I'm happy. Good Lord, I hope you have Leonard Fournette. I will not have Leonard Fournette. I'm just saying, (laughs) if if I happen to have a horrendous draft number again, I may consider him in the third for my injury dependent. He's never healthy. If he is, he's a freak. No, he's he's got the The talent. Nick Foles are going to have to learn how to go under center. There's going to be a learning curve there that I'm a little bit worried about, but I don't like him. His production, his numbers are going to be there. Yeah, his workload is going to be there. He, and that's the biggest key. He's my running back 15. There are the most scarce commodity in fantasy right now are RB touches. And just guaranteed guy that's going to get 20 carries a game. There are maybe three, four of those guys. Um, and Leonard Fournette's one of them. And when he is on the field, he's not going to be a fun guy to own because he's going to be questionable every week. Yeah. And sometimes probable. And you, miss, you know what helps questionable and probable, though? And he probably learned this last year? Money. Yeah, he's wanting to get paid. Yes. Yeah, which is uh, and he ain't gonna get paid there because their salary cap is, is dead. Is, yeah. So he's playing for somebody else. So those probables, that's when you start doing the extra stuff to get on the field oh, and yeah. make sure those numbers. Are and look, it's not gonna be fun to own him and deal no. with that every week. No. But when he is on the field, he is guaranteed RB two or better production. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. Every time he plays, you're going to get full value from under Fournette. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of have to deal with it. Yeah, you know what to expect. He's my 15th overall running back. I echo everything you guys said. It's You know what to expect with Leonard Fournette, but he has a lot of upside. He has a lot of upside. He's a very talented dude, and money talks. When you know you're playing for money, all of a sudden, those I'm resting my hamstring or I'm resting my foot weeks become, yeah, I'm going to play through And I think they're going to be better as well. I agree. And when you suck well, they have and you, you have no playoff chances in those hamstrings, eh, I think I'll just not play And this look, week. this isn't going to happen. But if, in this hypothetical world, we turn injuries off, Leonard Fournette plays 16 games, he's finishing in the top six running backs, 100%. period. 100%. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, no doubt and maybe higher than that. So, I know that's not the world we live in, but know, it's just but something that, you know what, these things happen. Every once in a while, even for really injury-prone players, sometimes they have a full season where they're fine. Yeah. And they don't for miss time. Where, for where you're going to be able to draft him, like 32nd. 32nd overall Yeah, round three. Right now. Like late round, round three. Round three. And that's all day. Knowing, I'll even do that. That's what I'm saying. Knowing that he has the potential, he has the upside to end up being a guy that you looked at and goes, I would have taken him in the top ten and been totally And he's the guy. Yes, yes. he is Not like the guy. he's got to prove it. Yes. He's got to prove that he can stay on the with field and get due, his money, but he's the guy. With all due respect to Alfred Blue and yeah. Reichwell Armstead, yeah. they're not taking touches from Leonard Fournette. LOL. Uh, number 15 overall running back, Aaron Jones. Um, I have Aaron Jones as my number 16th overall running back, and I think if Aaron Jones was in another offense, I would love Aaron Jones. But because I know this is going to be the Aaron Rodgers show, 
which has been because of the coaching staff that they brought in. Aaron Rodgers is going to throw the ball, and he's going to throw it a lot. That's going to hurt. That's going to hurt Aaron Jones. I like Aaron Jones, but I would like him a lot more if he played for a different team. Admit to him as an RB one. Yeah, they won't. If Aaron Jones was in Tennessee, I'm taking him probably seventh overall. Yeah, Aaron I Jones love seventh him overall. In a different offense that I know will commit to the run. I, I got to see. It's not just commit to the run. It's commit to Aaron. Fine. He's fine. Like what? He's fine. He's not Aaron Jones. <laughs> he's and, fine. and for a team that's, that, why they give their second best player. Third best player on offense, no, no more touches. Of these guys have top five upside if everything goes well, yep. and I think that's the risk that you take here. Of that, yeah, you're going to be pissed off if Jamal Williams is all of a sudden getting seven carries a game in the middle of the season for no reason. But he it's also, but if Aaron Jones gets twenty touches a game, he's going to be an RB one. Yeah. We just don't know who he's going to be. What's the biggest detriment to the Packers season? Aaron Rodgers doing what Aaron Rodgers wants. So why doesn't Aaron Jones play on third down? The Jamal Williams is a damn good pass block. Yep. Aaron, they know that. He's going to be in there, and that takes away his catch potential. They're going to throw it more than they run it. Yeah. I don't have him in my top 20. I'd love to own him at the right price, but I don't have him in my top 20 because Jamal Williams is going to be on third down. He's a great pass blocker. He's going to get some third down runs. And Aaron's going to do take, what Aaron wants. Even though... It's not good for the Packers. It is good for the Packers because if Aaron Rodgers ain't standing there... The problem with Aaron Jones is he don't freaking block. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. He ain't whiffing against yeah. the Bears and the Vikings yeah, when it's no. time to step up and be a man and pass block. Yeah, no, he don't do it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. good the point. reason Jamal Williams plays is because he will. Yeah, because he'll block for Aaron. And by the way, Aaron Rodgers is your star. Yeah. yeah. It ain't Aaron Jones. No. It, nope. I don't have him in my top 20. Oh, I, that's another hot take. Another hot take. All right, number 16 overall, Devontae Freeman. Uh what are you guys' thoughts here? Uh, I'm down at 18, but I like him a lot. He's proven that he has number one running back at fantasy upside. Um, I don't yeah. think that's going to be – I think that's an unrealistic expectation. Yeah, but I have him 18 also. No, so uh, we joked before the show, before Jake got here, uh, some of the headlines that make me laugh that say nothing. And yeah. one of them was, it does not appear that Devontae Freeman has competition for touches or competition for the starter's job. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. We know that Ito Smith is not stealing the starter's job from Devontae Freeman. $14 million a year or whatever they're paying. Uh, look, yeah, yeah. Freeman does a little bit of everything well. Uh, I, you know, I know Dirk Cutter being there scares me a little bit just because they don't run as well. But Devontae Freeman had plenty of success under Dirk Cutter when he was there as offensive coordinator for that one year. I think there's only one year where they crossed over. Uh, you're talking about someone who's going outside of the top 15 running backs as a chance to finish inside the top 10. This is that option, and where is he going right now? Because I feel like he's going like in the fourth round. He's going thirty-four overall. Okay, so end of the third. Like, if he falls in that fourth round, there, I, I I'm perfectly happy with him as my as an RB two. Or if you get really lucky as your flex, I'd be thrilled. Yeah, to have I'd him. love to have him in round four. I've got him at fifteen. I think of him this year as a poor man's Dalvin Cook. Same thing back to the Florida State days. He wasn't quite the same player. Didn't have quite the explosiveness, but he catches it really well. How good their defense is going to be. I like him, and I'd love to put him higher than that, but I'd love to have him. got a concussion history injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That scares me a little bit, but I think... Marlon Mack. I have Marlon Mack a little bit higher. I have him 14. I have him inside my top 15. I lost the board. I think that this team is slowly creeping up to a team that I'm going to flirt with, and I think Marlon Mack eats all season long. I have 14 as well. The reason why he's down there is because his upside is limited because he doesn't catch passes. Yes. I mean, he's going to catch maybe 20-something balls all season, even if he stays healthy for 16 games. Uh, but I think we talked about the precious commodity of carries, and he's, he's, in, he's in that Leonard Fournette category of a guy that when he's on the field, he's going to get a ton of carries. I think he's going to be over 1,000 yards this year on the ground. 
Uh, he's somebody I'm perfectly happy with as, an, as a high-end RB2. Yeah, I've got him at 16. I love him. He just yeah. isn't catching up balls. Yeah. And maybe that changes in his role if he you know, he progresses into a better player. They, they have a three-down back, which is what they want. They might try to see if he can do that. But even if they don't, uh, I love him when we're talking about him right now. All right, number 18 overall, on Johnson. Uh, I have on Johnson 19 one spot below that. I was listening to... Uh, the Fantasy Footballers podcast of their day, and they had somebody that had called in from Detroit, the, one of the beat reporters, and they were talking about how good Carrion Johnson looks. Uh, the, my thing with Detroit is I've heard this before, and their running back situation has been a, a sense of, of complete aggravation for anybody who's owned any of their running backs for a long time. I think he's a really talented guy. I just don't love Detroit. I don't love that offensive line. I don't love the play calling, and that's the reason he's my 19 overall. He's number 21 for me. Uh, he might jump up a little. Them cutting Theo Riddick helps. Yes, uh, it, it helps him a lot. But I do think C.J. Anderson is going to be involved. Yep. Something that Jake brought up uh, before when it came to the Dolphins running back situation in years past is you deal with when you have a heavy Patriot influence on your team, they don't ride one bell cow always. No. They're used to running multiple guys in and out. I think that's going to be a factor. I need Carrion Johnson to stay healthy. Having Daryl back. So uh, he's a guy that's flirting right around that number 21. Probably three other guys that we haven't talked about that are for over that spot, but I think he's perfectly fine as an RB2. His production goes up. They love the player. He can catch it better than anybody gives him credit for. He can yep. go back to his Auburn days. Super, super productive guy. He's going to get some yards. I don't like the offensive line. I don't like the division that he plays in. Even the Packers' defense got better. I mean, yeah. they, they signed those guys on the defensive line. Um, but I like him, and I'd love to have him in maybe round five. I don't think he'll get there. But he's a, he's a sexy pick. People are – Yeah, they, you, you know, hit the nail on yeah. the head with Theo Rick being gone. That helps a lot. production goes up. That helps a lot. Because Theo Rick was going to play a lot of third downs. Yes. Number 19 overall, Derrick Henry. Uh, I have Derrick Henry a couple of spots down. So do I. I as have him as my, as my 22nd overall running back. Listen, I think this is an overreaction, him being inside the top 20 to the last few games of the season last year. I know what to expect from Derrick Henry. He's going to be okay, but I'm not going to enjoy owning him. That's that's no. the way I would say it. I've had him in years past. I don't think he's going to recreate what he did in the last, what, four games of the season, which was ridiculous. But let's say he does, okay? Let's say that we give him the downs that were at the beginning of the year and yeah. we give him that. Crazy run. Yes. Where do you think he finished in points per game among running backs last year? Probably somewhere that's like 26. 20th. Yeah. That's your best case scenario. Yeah. Is that he's RB20. Which is why he's the 22nd to, to overall me, guy for me. He's my, 23rd, he's my 23rd running back. He is somebody that is just because there's a lot of – I don't think he finishes number 23, by the way. He's either going to finish 20 or he's going to finish like 35. Yeah. But just there's a lot of confusion behind him and a lot of things we don't know right now. If you have him in a flex spot, I'm okay with that. But I don't think there's a lot of upside here. He's not the Tennessee running back I'm targeting. I, I think the other running back in Tennessee, Deion Lewis, continues to be underrated. And again, half PPR, PPR formats. I mean, you're probably not drafting Deion Lewis in, in standard leagues. But even in standard leagues, Derrick Henry's not as as not as good as he should be, considering he doesn't catch a ton of passes. The I, I will continue to say this. The idea of Derrick Henry's always been better than the player of Derrick yes. Henry. And that's going to continue this year. I don't have him in my top 25. I ain't touching him. All right. You just get bit, and I think this team takes a step back as a whole, and that's going to affect yep. him. Number 20 overall, uh, number 20 in my range, and I think that this team, maybe it's because Jake's been in my ear about this, that they're going to commit to running the football because that's what John Gruden wants to do. 
I like Josh Jacobs coming out a lot. Maybe it's coming back this year. I have him right at 20. Um, I, I, I'm not worried about the talent. I just, I'm not sure he's going to be hard knocks bump that's going to go up in the rankings in fantasy drafts is going to kill. He's going to start going in the top. A good football player that can play that role. They re-signed Doug Martin. That's going to take away a couple carries from him. I think late in the season, Josh Jacobs might be able to be that high-end RB2. So if you're taking him now and saying, okay, I expect to get a high-end RB2 come playoff time, I think that's very possible. But I don't think we're going to see consistent top 20 running back production from him all season. I do. I got him at 14. John Gruden's archaic West Coast offense cannot be predictable. And if you have a a three-down back, which I say all the time, it is a lot harder to be predictable if they don't know what's coming because he's got the same personnel on the field. He's in there. I don't think Rashard is going to steal third downs from him unless he just has a terrible camp. And by all accounts, he looks fantastic. I got him at 14. I love him. Yeah, you like I, him. Now, the hard knocks thing, I've seen him that fourth round, fifth round, mm-hmm. all day long. Yeah. Because I think he's yeah. RB2. Uh, probably. That's hot take two of three, by the way. Hot take, yeah. Probably the most enjoyable, Philip Lindsay. I have him 17th overall. I really like him. I don't think he's going to take other than everybody else in the yeah. outside world. Uh, so I, I really like Philip Lindsay, and I would feel really comfortable, especially in a PPR format. I, I mean, I'm higher on him than the – I'm not sure what people are knocking him for. Yeah, uh, I, I'm trying to figure out what it is. Again, I like Royce Freeman too, but mm-hmm. Philip Lindsay's outperforming Royce Freeman again in camp. There's there's nothing coming out of Denver, nothing you've watched to indicate that anything other than what happened last year is going to happen again. I think there's a lot of room for, for both running backs to be successful. Lindsay's 17 for me. I don't know. I mean, he was number 13 running back in fantasy points per game last year. I think he's going to finish among the teens again. He's dropping in drafts, and I'm not sure why. I, I don't think Royce Freeman's going to steal significantly more carries than he did last year. I think there are going to be more carries in total for that offense, and some more are going to go to Royce Freeman. But Philip Lindsay's still going to be an RB, too. I've got him at 18, and the only reason I think Freeman gets more carries is because ain't nobody hitting him in practice yet. Yeah. I'm a little bit worried about him being slight build that fast, and the way that he runs with a reckless abandon – you go back to David Johnson, some of these guys that have big years and then quite don't run the same. Yeah. Don't quite run the same the next year. You know, they just that extra little, I'm just going to run into this brick wall. I don't know if it's there. We'll, we'll see. I still love the player. I love the value. If people are, if he's dropping in your league, same yeah, thing. That's, and even if he does drop a little bit, you're like talking Jamie about said. the value, man. Yeah. These guys, if they're, they're dropping in these later, not, not later, but you're know, talking to getting him in the fourth or fifth. That's later. Yeah. That's yeah. He's, he, he's been dropping. I've been seeing him. I'm getting him in a lot of my mock draft leagues. I was going to say. I love Freeman, too. And I was all on the free. Dead, sign me up for that. Uh, number 22 overall, Mark Ingram. I have. I, I'm coming around to Jake's thinking on this. Uh, in the fact, in, you, you, he leaves that Saints off. I don't think he's the best fit for what they're trying to do there. I still think that's Justice Hill, which is why. You're. He's just among all – I mean, there are a couple – there are one, two more backs. I'm talking about that I like significantly what you end up with. I mean, if you get him in your flex, fine, but I don't think I really would like him in RB2 range anymore. Yeah, I got him at 25. I, I just – I don't – he doesn't he, – he's never been a shotgun running back, and they're going to be in the shotgun almost exclusively unless Lamar Miller – or Lamar Jackson takes a giant step forward under the center, which he's done some but not a ton. And I think that learning curve is going to be jacked up. And I think their defense is going to be worse. If they're trying to throw it late, Justice Hill is going to be in the game. I, I agree with Jamie. I think he has. A, I love the player. I think he's going to have a, a pretty surprising season for a lot of people. It's kind of safe in that range, you know, twenty or yeah. twenty-five. But he's going to get goal line touches. There's definitely some guys we haven't talked about that I like better. Number twenty-three overall, Sony Michelle. He rounds out my top twenty-five. That's I not one a, of them. I have number twenty-five. Uh, thing about me and how I draft in fantasy, I never draft running backs in New England because it is the single most fresh. They do not 
commit to one guy and it is so frustrating and I will not have so there is one and we haven't talked to me because I it's I have to put him yeah, there to have any semblance of like trust in the industry but in a problem they have so many options of Rex they Bill Belichick likes Rex Burkett he oh, is I going know. to be more involved in that offense Damian Harris is Sony Michelle yes and they just took him in the draft James White is the Patriots running back you still want and his role is carved out and will be there until the end of days yes uh I, I just uh, there's too much risk here. When Sony Michelle, if you told me Sony Michelle is going to get 20 touches a game, he's a top 15 running back. But I, I just I don't trust the injury history. I don't trust the production. I don't, I don't trust. trust I don't trust the guy. number of carries he's going to get. I, I just he's a complete stay away from me. I, as great as he was in that postseason, he's just still a stay away from me. I stopped at 25, and I don't have him in the top 25. I get James White at 20. Yeah. So then I'll tell you what I think about. New yeah, James White isn't PPR his, only, but James I'm White isn't in this top twenty-five. It's ridiculous. Goal, which I all of us have in I'm talking about James 25. White right now. I'm talking yeah. about this right now. This role in the Patriots offense has been three years ago, but four years ago in that role, Dan Lewis was the number three fantasy running back. Two years ago, PR. That role is productive. You are going to get a high end RB two and arguably even an RB one from that role in that offense. Yet we continue to sleep on these guys. I want James White. Always. He's number 19 for me, and I think I might even put him higher than that. Yeah, I have James White as my 20th overall guy or 21st overall guy, and I like him. Like I said, I don't have – I have Sony Michelle below him. I like – I will have James White 100 times out of 100 yes. before I have Sony Michelle, and that is for all the reasons that Jamie just said. Yeah, I don't want Sony Michelle on my bench. No. I'd rather have Damian Harris on my bench. Yes. Yeah, I, for draft value, absolutely. In total agreement. Number 24 overall, Chris Carson. Uh, I have Carson one spot ahead of that, yeah. 23 – um, listen, this Seattle, it's not been, it's been kind of a hodgepodge of let's try and figure out what we're going to do here. This off, I mean, you know, he's going to get carries, yeah, but I, it's one of those things. It's very frustrating to own a Seattle. Right? I might bump him up. Okay. He looks awesome in camp. That's I know Penny's going to take some touches, but I don't think he's going to take a ton of touches. Last year and a half to say that he doesn't deserve to be the bell cow of that offense. Yeah. Penny, I think they're going to regret drafting. But I think Chris Carson Barring injury, which have been he's already over that knee injury so far in this in training camp. I mean, I think he's got RB one upside, not high end RB one, but he's got low end RB one upside in that offense. Jake, I got him at twenty six. If I was going to start outside my top twenty five, he'd be who I'm starting it with. But I think Penny does take away, and the reason why is they took him in the first round. So whether Pete Carroll wants to play the hot guy or not, he's going to get pressure from upstairs to play the number one pick. All right, number it's 20, gonna happen. number twenty five overall, David Montgomery. Uh, I have David Montgomery as my twenty fourth overall running back. I just talked to Thor Nystrom, who does insane levels of college football scouting, and the breakdown that he had of Iowa State's offense and David Montgomery made me think that I should move Montgomery even further up my rankings. The upside there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna come out with a guns a blazing here. I think Mike Davis is a good football player. And he and he, you know what he what he did? He outperformed first round pick Rashad Penny last year to get it. But I don't think the Bears have to give him that future role right away. They no. have enough pieces in that offense and in that backfield that they don't have to. And I'm my concern is going to be when does he start getting a significant number of touches? Is that week one? Is that week ten? So he's somebody I like. He's somebody I would put in a flex spot. I'd be okay with hey, or the first spot 50, on my bench. Fifty three overall. But, That's where he's getting drafted, right? But I again I love the talent and I, and he's gonna be great. he's a great addition for the Bears, especially where they got him in the draft. But I think there are a lot of good players in that backfield. As I said to you on the on the show last week, it's a weird thing to say, but there are a lot of talented players on that Bears offense. Yeah. And I just think that's gonna limit what David Montgomery does, particularly early in the season. So he's somebody I want, but maybe not at his ADP. When do they play the opening game? What month? 
September. Okay, yeah, Tyree Cohen or Tree Cohen will be in on first and ten because that's they're still going to do their high flying yeah. BS crap they did last year. There's too many guys. I got two words for you, Jordan Howard. He takes that role over and then some. But no, I don't have him in my top 25, 28, 30. I like the player. I hate where he went. It's kind of like we're talking about the receivers. I hate that he went to Chicago. Even with their history of running backs, unless Tariq Cohen gets hurt and he becomes the guy and they're a little bit more traditional, like I finally, yeah, they finally, they finally got to do in November last year. Until that happens. It's good for the Bears, bad for fantasy owners. It's yeah. the Patriots. We just talked about why you don't do it. With Sony Michelle, I think it's the exact same reason why you don't do it here. Yeah, because they like all those guys. Yeah. Tariq Cohen, Mike Davis, David Montgomery, they will all get touches. Uh, that I mentioned, I know we obviously yes, you got want hot into... take number three? Yeah, let's go. Miles Sanders, I got a 17. Woo! Have some talent on that offense, and it's going to be him, trust me. If you go back and watch him at Penn State when Saquon was there, he had some nicked up injuries the entire year. He's an explosive guy. Well, He's 80% of Saquon Barkley right now. Um, uh, Doug Peterson does not know where the three-down running back is. Jordan Howard is getting all of the first-team reps. It's the situation. If Doug Peterson changes who he's been as a coach this whole time, then yes, Miles Sanders has RB two upside. But this is more the player than the system. I can't. I can't do it. But he has that ability. Take a flyer. I mean, yeah. you don't have to take him. Where did you right. say his ADP was? Seventy-seven. So what? That's round eight. Yeah. Yes. All seven day long. Yeah. yeah. It's on seven. I mean, I'm fine. And if you guys sit and wait, that's fine. I'm just telling you, the player is spectacular. He's a notch below Josh Jacobs. He's not going to have that production early. But I love the player. Of these next guys that I'm going to list here in uh, the ADP, you guys can tell me which one you guys like the most. Kenyon Drake, 26. Tariq Cohen, 27. James White, 28. Darius Geis, 29. Tubbin Coleman, number 30. Lamar Miller. Well, so obviously Jake's going to pick Miles Sanders. I'm going to pick James White. No, I mean, we're both going to pick James White. James White, yeah. James White, you go Miles I don't see him getting a better role. Like, I think he can repeat last year's numbers. I don't know where that more comes from. I'd the like to have Tevin Coleman to that group but for, like the, for the right price. That you didn't mention that I have in that next tier. I think Latavius Murray, I have him at my running back 27. I think he's going to have a – I think he can basically fill marking. I think goal. he has to if Kamara is going to be number three. Yeah. He's, so, his ADP is 93rd overall. Yeah, I'm, right I'm taking him way above that. Like I, I think he can fill in that Mark Ingram role. Uh, I think it's a great handcuff too, by the way. Great handcuff situation because you're talking Because you can play both too. Yeah, you can, but you can get him way down. Yeah. Uh, another guy to talk about is that we didn't have on there. Uh, Kalen Blige, I'm going to watch. I don't know what that money, running back situation in Miami is going to look like, but there's going to be some value there. I still think Kenny Drake um, can be trade bait too. So, yeah, that yeah. could be really good. And then I think Jake's talking about this one. Number 35 for me. I'm taking a shot on Ronald Jones. Yep. 41, that offense. 41 in the ADP, 104 overall. Again, that's like you're taking on your bench to start the year. I don't, yeah, I don't need him to be the week one guy. Nope. Just at some point, you know. Uh, yeah, I like that one. Look, anybody that has that kind of home run potential, anytime they touch the ball, in is definitely moving the ball. Even if it's just the David Johnson role, David Johnson's rookie year. Yeah, go back and look up. at the plays they designed ever play in the NFL. If you have the ability to call that for David Johnson, you damn sure have the ability mm-hmm. to call that for a second round pick. And Ronald Jones has got a year under his belt. Yep. Put him on your bench and wait and see. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you can He's draft been him on the bench. Really line. good in camp. Uh, are there any other guys you guys want to get to here? Well, one guy I've talked about, he's number 37 in my ranking. So bench guy but could jump into flex story is Deion Lewis. We've mm-hmm. talked about the Tennessee situation. I think they're going to be losing in a lot of games, and they're going to have to throw. And when they are throwing down, Deion Lewis is on the field, and he has been productive. Let's see where, I'm going to double-check where he was last year. Deion Lewis was the number 36 running back. Yep. Again, nothing spectacular, but that's solid. there's going to be that's pretty solid for where you're going to get him. Nobody is thinking about him. He's going outside the top 100. 
That's somebody that I want, I want the, to target. He is the 46. Right, and that team is not 11. as good. He's playing more. Round yeah. 11. Yeah, round 11. Yeah. Like, I, I, that's somebody I want. I don't care if I have Michelle or not. I want Damian Harris. Because I think sometimes we talk about you know handcuffing your own or other situations. And you know trade bait. Yeah, that's a good question. Question. Does Belichick have a problem playing rookie running backs? Nope. No. Obviously. No. <laughs> and they're obviously high on Damian Harris. He can yes. play. He can be. He can fill that Sony Michelle role. Get him super late. Where do he play? Alabama for Belichick number two. Yeah. He's going to – he's smart. He's going to fit in. Yeah. And the greatest – I'll say it again every time we talk about him. The greatest stat I've ever heard, he started in four consecutive national championship games. Yeah, yep. that's insane. It's just nuts. That's totally insane that Alabama's won. Over a, got, a lot of guys that got drafted higher than him. Yes. They were all there. Yes, and over a lot of guys that have been drafted in the NFL. Uh, any other parting thoughts here, guys? Only other, just a couple of names I just want to bring up just to kind of keep an eye on late. Again, Justice Hill, we've already talked about. I think that's interesting. If you're worried about Dave, David Johnson's health, grab Chase Edmonds late because I think that's that job is his. And I don't think he's going to have to split too many carries if David Johnson gets hurt. I like that. That's I an like interesting that one. And he, he, I don't even know I, I don't even know where Edmonds is going. He's going way outside of anything. Like you can get him for pretty much free. Other than that, I think that's really about – I mean, Mike Davis, I brought him up. I, I'm moving him off my boards. Take a fly on him late. Just see what happens. Just see what happens. I think he can put up flex running back numbers if he gets anything you like in Dallas. I mean, well, we're all, no, we're all I mean, thinking I, that I don't think Tony's. I mean, I don't even know where I'd rank Tony Pollard if Zeke doesn't play Week One. I mean, if well, didn't they, they resign like the, the guy I had from, the, from Washington? I don't know why I'm drawing. Oh, um, they just resigned him last week. I, I don't like anything of there. I mean, Zeke's yeah. coming back. He is the guy for the whole thing. It's just a matter of how long that lasts. He doesn't need to play in the preseason anyway. I'm just throwing that out there. People are going to ask that question. Yeah, no, 100%. And it's a fair question, especially if we 46. go into week one without Ezekiel Elliott deal wrapped up. or he's Which could happen. Out. Yeah, very well could. Could happen. I mean, if he really I wants to put Jerry's feet to the fire, it, it could happen. I don't – maybe this is overconfidence in Jerry because I've been around him in a room and I know what he is and I've heard so many stories from you. I just don't think that – Zeke's going to win this battle. I think that I'm going to tell you right now, nobody's winning that battle yeah, I think, but Jerry. Yeah, Jerry's winning the battle, and I think Zeke's going to come around to understanding that it, life as a cowboy is going to be pretty good, and he's going to get paid. Let me give you a little quote-ish, right and I'm paraphrasing from Stephen Jones the other yes. day. Zeke has great representation. We understand where he's coming from. He wants to set the bar. The cowboys damn sure ain't setting the bar. Of what we're paying running backs. That was the rest of the, after I prefaced yeah. it with, he's got good representation. He handled it wrong, and the Cowboys damn sure ain't setting the bar. That's yeah, from no, Stephen Jones. Not, you're not winning that battle. No. I'm telling you. They don't care who you are. No. They literally do not care. Nope. They're the Cowboys. He is Jerry Jones, and he doesn't You want to play chicken with Jerry? He's driving a bigger truck. And always, and always will be. Yes. It's not It's not going to end well, and this is probably going to infuriate Cowboys fans because this is not good for their No, because team. this team is not a Super Bowl team without Zeke. No, period, 0% chance. They need Zeke Elliott is one of the few running backs that is absolutely Because they built their leader. offense around him now. Yeah, and now... That's part of their issue, too. Yeah. Is that if you, you they built around him, so now they're in the spot where yes, they don't want to pay him and set that bar. But also, you got a you got a quarterback who is quite literally not the same quarterback if he doesn't have that running no. back behind him. I Alfred mean, Morris is who I was saying. Alfred, yeah. Alfred just Morris, yeah. so that would be a uh, name that people are going to see, and they're going to. It's going to be a fun thing to pay yeah. attention to. There's some interesting storylines as we're in camp, and we continue on for the next few weeks before we're uh, about a month away from kickoff of the NFL, which is awesome. We are exactly a, a month away, September yeah. 5th, kickoff, Thursday night, Bears-Packers. Uh, how can everybody follow you guys on social media? Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and J Eisner FFB on Instagram. Jake B. Arians on Twitter. 
You guys can follow me at the underscore sports page on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to check out all of our content on the draftnetwork.com. Follow them, Draft Network LLC. And you guys can follow us at TDFantasy underscore on Twitter and at TDNFantasy on Instagram. Have a nice Monday. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.